Hi there, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Talking Dead. This is episode number 25 for October the 4th, 2010. Thanks so much for joining us. For the first time in a while, it's just me and Jason here. Just us. I know, it'll it'll be nice to get back to the original pairing or something like that. Or something like that. <laughs> right, why not? Dave was supposed to join us on the show, but he had to pull out at the last minute. Uh, he'll be back next week, we hope. That's not funny. There's nothing funny about the phrase pull out. <laughs> Sorry, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's let's review what happened last week, uh, briefly, if you can. Okay. We gave away a copy of Dead Rising Two to one lucky Twitter follower. We sure did. And uh, that has that and uh, that exchange has now taken place. Yes. And hopefully. That person is enjoying their copy of the game and playing it, uh, playing it all day and all night. I asked him to uh, to review it, send us a review of uh, what he thought of it, and we'd uh, play it on the air. But I guess he's not done playing it, so hopefully soon. Might take some time. Might say take some time. It's taking me time. Yeah, absolutely. So we both have the game, and I know this is unrelated to The Walking Dead, but it is a zombie game, and it's one we've both been looking forward to for a long time. So we're going to spend a couple of minutes talking about uh, talking about the game and and finding out if we like it or not. So <laughs> Let's find out if we like it. Yeah. I, I, I haven't talked to you about this at all. No, not at all. Not even uh, a little bit. So overall, what do, you, uh, what do you think of the game? I've only played about a couple of hours. Uh, I haven't had a lot of time since it started. But uh, I'm I'm into I'm into it by about a couple of hours, and I think it's okay. I think it's just like the first game, um, with a little bit of an a little bit extra heavy on the plot. There's a little for me. There's too a little too much story going on here, and not enough ability just to run around and do anything you want. Now, granted, you can ignore everything and just run around and kill zombies and pick up umbrellas or lawnmowers or whatever you can find and, and kill them. But as I'm the type of gamer, I feel compelled to follow the storyline, do the missions, and work my way towards the end. And I'm having I'm feeling almost a little coerced by this game to do that too much. Right. I would rather have more free time to sure do the missions, but also spend a couple hours just exploring the area a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not really getting that in this game like I did in the first one. Uh, I have a number of problems with the game. I think I like it, but I think there's some major drawbacks to this game. And one of them is one of the ones you were just talking about, is uh, being forced to continue with the plot. Every plot item, be it, a, be it a side quest or a major plot, has a time limit. Mm -hmm. You are now timed, and you have to complete that item in, uh, in a set amount of time. I do not feel free to go do what I need to do. I feel compelled to rush around and complete the quest items as they get down to the wire. Yeah, me too. That's exactly my same problem. And in the first game, Dead Rising 1, there were timed elements to it, and you did only have a certain amount of time in the mall until uh, a helicopter was supposed to come to rescue you. But it just felt like you didn't, you weren't sort of as locked into this storyline as much. Yeah. And it didn't feel like the consequences for running out of time on something were as big. Yeah, I, I I don't like 
the fact that I am uh, I have to finish the plot lines. I don't feel like I can complete the side quests a lot of the time. Like I look down my list of side quests and I'm, well, I'm not going to do that. 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 Okay, I guess I'm going to do this. I have time for maybe this and then I have to go do this. And I f- it feels like work to me. Yeah, a little bit too much like work for sure. You know, I really want to complete all these missions. Like I I went through the first game enough times that I was able to save all the survivors in the mall. And, you know, sure, it's hard to do that in one playthrough, but it was possible. I'm not sure it's possible in this game. I don't think so. And that brings me to a second point, is that uh, some of those side missions, uh, the difference between fighting a regular zombie and having a boss fight, the power difference between uh, you and them or, you know, the boss and the zombies is steep. Going up, uh, just one guy with a frying pan, a cook with a frying pan. I had to fight this guy like six or seven times, and eventually gave up because he was just too powerful. See, I haven't experienced that yet. Uh, in uh, the only uh, psychopath I've encountered in Dead Rising Two is this fat dude with a tiger. He's like a lion. Oh yeah, that tiger. guy. He was easy. I killed him first try, no problem. That guy was no problem. Then the tiger tore me a new a-hole yeah. like uh, the tiger killed me immediately i almost got i didn't survive at all i got this cook with a frying pan that uh was he would run around and eat food that would restore his health oh. and the food he would eat there would be none for you like there'd be this big you know ham thing that he would eat and restore his health to full mm. and you couldn't touch it and you're running around like an idiot trying to chase this guy and he would no matter what you do you hit him once twice three times and then he'd smack you in the face with the frying pan and there's nothing you can do about it well, the thing about, are you sure? I mean, often with, with that kind of boss fight in a game, there's a trick to it. There's I a secret I tried to as it. many times as I could. Stand it. Which yeah. was six or seven times fighting this guy. Yeah. And it's not only that uh, that you have to fight this guy over and over again. It's that the way the game saves by going to the bathroom, which <laughs> is funny and I enjoy that. But uh, because there's no way to save the game close to this boss... Every time you reload, you have to get back to him, which means you got to go through the, the hordes of zombies, and it whittles you down a little bit, little bit by little bit, and you get there, and you you know your weapon's half dead, and uh, you got one or two boxes of life gone, and you got to eat some food, and you don't have any on you. I agree. Uh, the save mechanism from is the same as from Dead Rising 1, and that was something in the first game that I really, really hated to begin with. Yeah. <clears throat> but you get used to it. And the nice thing is you uh, your character maintains his abilities through multiple playthroughs of the game. So the more you play, the easier the game is. Because oh, you're, they're doing that. Because you're better. And the first game was like that too. So by the time I was, I'd played through a few times and I was able to do everything, I, you're pretty powerful. And if you can figure out how to make good weapons and, and upgrade a little bit, then it gets easier and easier. Well, that's no good. It's... It's frustrating at first, but it pays off later. And so I might as well not go uh, and do any of the side missions. Well, you've got to do some because I think you level up quicker by doing that. But yeah, just by playing the game, it gets easier because your character is leveled up. Oh, that's lame. You'll notice that you gain levels as you go through, and it's it's kind of lame. So I'm at a, I'm at a point now where I'm fighting uh, a couple of women that have swords, okay? <laughs> yeah. And they are incredibly tough. There's two of them. You're stuck in a room with the, basically the only food is alcohol. So you drink two things of alcohol, you get two little tiny boxes, and then you spend five minutes throwing up while they hack at you with a sword. And it only takes them three hits to kill you, and it takes them, uh, you know, you can hit them like you know, 30, 40 times, and it doesn't seem to drop their health a whole lot. 
uh, and you have to wade through like super hordes of zombies just to get to them from your last save game. So right. basically the only way I can defeat these two is by saying, okay, I quit, I give up, I'm starting the game over. I'll do it later. And do it later. But you have to start the whole plot over from the beginning and then level up some more till you get to this point again because I'm at the point in the plot where if I don't fight them right now, my time will run out and I will lose the game. Right. That's exactly what happens. You have to go do something else and then start the game over. And and you're going to have to play through it or play to a certain point of it, you know, a certain number of times before you can move on. Unless somehow you can beat these these bosses uh, by figuring out an easy way to do it or, or just by being lucky or whatever. I fought I mean, them 11 times. <laughs> And then threw the controller on the desk and said, fuck it, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, you just have to keep going at it. And and it drove me crazy in the first game, so I was expecting that in this one. And based on that, I'm kind of okay with it. Right. You know, uh, there, you know I just finished saying there's not enough variety in things you can do, but the, the re- reality is there are enough variety of locations that you can run around and, and do different things each time you play through, right. whether you follow the storyline or not. So okay. I do like the game a lot, although I'm not as far in as I uh, could be after a week. Found a couple of bugs. I got stuck on a wall once for a while, mm. and uh, the guy in a motorcycle that was trying to kill me, he got stuck on a wall, and that was the only way I was able to kill him. Oh, nice. Because he couldn't get away from me, and he couldn't turn around. He was stuck on a wall. Oh, okay. Uh, and I've uh, killed some zombies, and they ended up floating in the air for a little bit. Mm, it happens. And I don't think the graphics are quite up to standard for this uh, level of game. I don't know. I think the graphics look okay to me. Um, I was bothered by how much loading there was. And and again, first game, a lot of loading as you go from different sections of, of the environment. But I don't know. It felt like too much loading. Yeah. Every couple of minutes, there was a loading screen while it loaded the next area. And Overall, I think I'm a little disappointed. Well... I'm telling you, if you can, if you stick with it, you'll get into it more because the game will get easier. That's lame. Yeah. I wish I could turn down the difficulty rating, which you can't do, uh, but I wish I could because I turn it all the way down to super easy and just go and enjoy myself, but I can't do that. Right. Well, I don't know. I, I can't not put it down. I mean, I've been anticipating this game for so long that I'm going to have to keep going. So so that's Dead Rising 2. If you have any thoughts on it, uh, send it in to us and uh, let us know where we have gone wrong or what we're doing right. <laughs> How about that? And I usually, just to, to let everybody know, I usually play games incorrectly. Yeah. And most likely uh, the reason I'm stuck in this spot is that I did too much other twiddling my thumbs and not enough actually doing stuff. Oh, very quickly, if they, I wish they had dropped the daughter plot line. That, that's kind of what uh, is getting to me the most, that you have to take the Zombrex back every 12 hours or whatever 24 it is. hours. Every only 24 three hours. times before the helicopter shows up and it fits into part of the plot line you do plot 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 then the next plot item is get Zombrex okay well no but does it tell you where to go to get it or do you just have to find Pretty it much. somewhere because well, I guess I haven't got that far the yet. first time they said uh, go here get Zombrex hmm. and I did and that was no problem the second one was go here buy Zombrex okay done alright well I, I didn't know that yet um, I guess I haven't got that far but I just that felt the most restrictive to me like if you skip one of the other side missions, fine. But if you can't skip that, no, you can't. I was saying to Dave, I wish I could just let her die and get on with the game because I would probably do that at least the first couple of times, right? And you're a father <laughs> of <Yeah>. daughters, <laughs> of two girls that look sort of like her. They, I was thinking about that. That kind of <laughs> looks like one of your daughters. Yeah, if no, not both. 
It, uh, I am able to separate real life from video game, and therefore, in the game, I'm okay with letting her die. You're an evil, heartless <laughs> bastard, Chris. Okay, well, speaking of evil and heartless, let's move on to the Walking Dead news for this week. Um, the first item is that there are three more videos released by AMC, and actually, I think that's out of date now, because I think a fourth one was released just before we started this. Really? I saw something on Twitter, yeah. Um, they are... Uh, from comic to TV, where uh, Kirkman and Darabont and a few other people involved discuss what it was like adapting the comic book to the TV, which we have discussed ad nauseum. Uh, the second one is Who is Rick Grimes? A little character profile on Andrew Lincoln and Rick, the character he plays. And then the last one here I watched was It's About Survival, just about how the show is uh, not about zombies, but it's about how the humans react in those circumstances and how they continue to survive. Right. Um, not a lot new in these videos, I wouldn't say. There's a little bit new. We, uh, uh, Glenn speaks for the first time, Stephen Ewan. Oh, we do see Glenn, yeah. Uh, and Jeffrey DeMunn is interviewed. He's been interviewed before. Yeah. Somewhere. Um, okay, that's true, that's true. But I was thinking footage-wise or just sort of information, informationally, there's not a lot not a lot there that we hadn't heard before. The I saw there was one uh, in the second video. There was a uh, um, an excellent shot of uh, uh, Melissa Cowan in uh, in her outfit in her full glory without legs or anything, crawling through the grass. I did notice that, that too. Was pretty cool. You know, and it occurred to me just by seeing that. I have a feeling that that scene is going to be the heaviest scene. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the most devastating and just heavy scene in at least that episode if not all six yeah you know seeing her so far gone from like being human really and then uh just what rick does and puts her out of her uh, misery i don't know i just steals her bicycle and steals her bicycle (laughs) that bastard (laughs) well she has no legs she doesn't need a bicycle that's true (laughs) that's terrible uh but yeah i just from the more i see of that and the more because she seems i get the feeling she's almost trying to reach out to rick you know and like it just eat him well i guess i guess eat him but you know i have a hard time for some reason separating uh, or accepting the fact that all her humanity is gone, you know? And she's just this completely decaying body with no legs, pulling herself along the ground, just wanting to be loved. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't have that issue. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. She's an abomination needs to be put down. We'll see what happens when it's actually Sorry, the on character, TV. not Melissa Cowan. No, of She was not. rather lovely. She was. Uh, so... So, yeah, I think they have now released Who is uh, Shane. They have Who is Rick Grimes and Who is Shane. Oh, I see. Because the last uh, one I saw was uh, Who is Rick Grimes. Can you remember Shane's last name right now? Shane E. No, not not coming to me. So that box. Yeah, good. Good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we'll check that out, and if there's anything exciting there, we'll talk about that next week. Um, But speaking of videos, they're releasing an awful lot. They really are. We've got... Trailer, sizzle reel, some TV spots. They've got all these introductory videos. Walsh. There you go, Walsh. Um, are they? Have they released too much? I, they're real close. They were real close with that sizzle reel about too too much information. I mean, I'm hyped. I'm sucked in already. You know, I might not be the norm, but uh, I'm already on board. I don't need this information in order to get on board or more on board. No, but we're we're a little bit of the exception, right? I'm going to watch this no matter what. I mean, it could look terrible in the trailers and I would still be tuning in. Well, yeah. Um, but 
I mean, I guess they're just trying to get the casual viewer excited about it. Where are they releasing this other than uh, the internet? Like, well, are they showing this stuff on TV? Well, the TV spots obviously are on TV. Yeah. The trailers are not. The sizzle reel is not. It's all internet stuff. Right. But, I, you know, the only people that are... The only reason I find it is because I, I'm tuned into the, the community that talks about this show. And, I'm you know, that community is already excited. Is this really reaching the casual view, viewer? Well, to a certain extent it is because blogs pick up on it and repost it and film and TV blogs get it out there. So, you know, if you like other shows and you read a blog about TV, you might come across this too. You know, it's probably not getting out there as much as it could, although having said that, I, you know, what else can they do? I mean, they're putting it online. That's it's October 4th. I want to start seeing, I want to see billboards. I want to see ads on buses. Yeah. I want to see Bicycle Girl all over the place. Well, you do that, and my God, people will be like horrified by it, probably. <laughs> well, <laughs> just that, that one, uh, you know, iconic image of Bicycle Girl that yeah. they've been putting in the background of everything. Of everything, yeah. It's true. I mean, there should be some traditional media advertising this thing. Yeah. Uh, print media is what I mean. So I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll see it in the next couple of weeks. Maybe they're going to do do it really hard in the two weeks leading up to it. I don't know. Billboards are kind of a monthly thing, I thought. Oh, maybe, yeah. So uh, Could anyway. be. I want to see billboards on the way home. <laughs> then I'll be happy. You never know. Maybe they're, they're going up while we're sitting here doing this. Yeah, but hey, if they need to, they need to get more people on board and... Uh, these videos maybe aren't quite doing the trick. Have they have they shown too much footage in your opinion? They've shown a lot of footage, and it it uh, I think maybe they're if they haven't passed that line already, they're at it. So nothing nothing else. I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, I I don't want to see too much else. We I, you know I feel like we could put together a pretty coherent storyline for some of it just for by the pilot, cutting for sure. At least for the pilot, just by cutting together some of this footage. Right. You know. So that, uh, hopefully not too much more comes out. We but. should cut it together as a romantic comedy and see if we could do a mashup. <laughs> yeah, we might need a little more for that. <laughs> That'd be funny. All right, so next news item. The Walking Dead Twitter account has been tweeting out the zombie rules. Now, I don't know, this does come from the official AMC Walking Dead Twitter account, but I don't know if this is like how official this information is. It could just be whoever moderates that account is putting those rules out there, kind of with the approval of their boss, probably. Right. Or if this is like Robert Kirkman, here's the rules of my zombies. I don't think we're I think they're tying into Zombieland. They're trying to get that Zombieland uh, audience in. Yeah, I suppose that's true. There were They have rules rules there. Is there always double tap in there? Well, let's go through them. So zombie rule number one, according to the AMC Walking Dead Twitter account. The ability to run is based on the amount of time a zombie has been undead and how much decay has set in. So I'd like to amend that and say the ability to move. Well, yeah. <laughs> Basically, not just run, because we know they so. don't really run. Um, and that's a rule that applies, well, that I have personally applied to the idea of zombies my uh, for a long time. Right. There you go. Rule number two, zombies decay but at a much slower rate than humans, and it's still possible to differentiate between young and old zombies. Right. Uh, do they mean people that were young or old when they became zombies, or do they mean zombies that have been zombies for a long time? Zombies that have been zombies for a long time. All right. The so newly dead. The newly dead. Okay, so you know because they're decayed more the longer they're zombie. That's right. Zombie rule number three. Zombies are like lions. If they've eaten, you can walk by them without fear, but a pack of hungry zombies will attack you. So- 
Does this mean that uh, zombies actually digest food? Because they eat and then they get full and then eventually they get hungry again? Well, that's an interesting question. It's something I've never really thought of. I mean, you Max would... Brooks says, uh, you know, according to the Max Brooks Zombies Survival Guide, that zombies uh, don't digest. They have this insatiable need to eat uh, flesh for some unknown reason, but they'll just ingest it and nothing happens to it. You'll see morbidly obese zombies that have eaten a lot of flesh, but they can't digest it and they can't do anything with it. <laughs> it just stays there? It just stays there. They don't process it at they all. They don't process That's according to Max Brooks. This obviously is saying something different, that zombies actually have some kind of digestive system. Their hunger can be satisfied. For a while. For a while. Hmm, interesting. Uh, zombie rule number four. The quickest speed of any zombie is a shambling run. See Night of the Living Dead. No sprinters exist. Um, okay, fair enough. That's good. If you hit that. a zombie with a car, it'll go pretty fast. <laughs> it I'm depends just, how fast you're going. I'm just saying. Zombie rule number five. Zombies are not dexterous. They cannot pick up or use any items more complex than a rock or a stick. I agree with that. But they can they can pick stuff up and use weapons. We talked about that last week, yeah, we right? Did. Using the brick. Yeah. Okay, good. No guns. That's then. fine. No guns. Number six. Zombies have poor eyesight, but they do have a strong sense of smell. And hearing. And hearing, yeah, good point. So they can smell you and hear you, but they can't see you. Yeah, they're pretty uh, They're pretty good with ears. Okay, zombie rule number seven. Zombies cannot speak, but can communicate by pack mentality. The herd tends to move together if they sight food. Uh, okay, so how does this work? <laughs> um, they just follow each other. One goes and the other one follows along? That's right. There isn't some sort of hive mind involved, is there? Uh, no. Well, they don't, yeah, I don't like the phrase communicate by pack mentality because that doesn't, A, make any sense, and B, it kind of implies some sort of mental, uh, you know, communication. Well, it implies communication, whereas I don't think there is any. There's simply follow the leader. Yeah, I think, I don't know if that's, that's not pack mentality. Pack mentality is uh, you have an alpha male that uh, everybody kind of agrees is the leader and you follow that guy and you try and make him happy and uh, that's it. What they're talking about is flock mentality where uh, everybody's following everybody else and nobody's making any decisions. Birds do that. That's why they fly around and just change direction all at the same time because they're all following each other and whoever decides to turn, everybody just follows them. Flock mentality. It's flock mentality, not okay. pack mentality. Gotcha. Uh, zombie rule number eight, there is no overt recognition of people or places. There is a sense of familiarity that can dictate where a zombie moves. So they kind of remember stuff. There's no overt, it must be covert then, uh, recognition of people or places. There's a sense of familiarity that can dictate where a zombie moves. So a zombie might tend to go back to its home where it lived as right. a human, as a living human. Right. Or go to the mall because that's what humans do. <laughs> that's right. So <laughs> humans go to the mall, so I'm a zombie asleep, will go to the mall. I'm very tired. Let's go to the mall. <laughs> and then when you're dead, you do the same thing. I'm hungry. Let's go to the mall. Sure. So if you spend all day sitting on your couch watching TV and you die there and become a zombie, you're going to stay there. You're a lurker. Yeah, you're a lurker, not a roamer. That's right. All righty. Zombie rule number nine, and the last one, uh, there is no known cause for the zombie mutation, but it's suspected to be a virus or infection. True. That's pretty much always the case. Yeah. 
pretty much. Uh, so I don't know if the Twitter account, they'll be sending out additional rules, but those are all of them that I know of so far. I think one of the rules, the zombie rule number 10 should be, you know, shoot them in the head. <laughs> yeah, shoot them in the head. You know, in an earlier uh, Robert Kirkman interview, I forget which one it was, uh, but he did mention that... Uh, uh, or it might have been Frank Darabont, to tell you the truth. I forget which one. But the uh, the sentiment was, uh, you know, if there really is a zombie outbreak, like in reality, uh, we have no real basis to think that cutting off their head or destroying the brain will do have any effect on them whatsoever. <clears throat> so if we've all been trained that zombies behave this way, if there really is a zombie outbreak, we're pretty much screwed because we don't know for real what the hell will stop them. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean... The thing about the brain thing is, though, destroying the brain, that's a pretty good, uh, you know, a pretty good guess, I think. Cut off the head, cut off the arms, cut off the legs, you'll be okay. I mean, that zombie's not going anywhere anymore. That's right. the main thing. And, uh, you know, in zombie culture, typically destroying the brain kills it or re-kills it. Yeah. <laughs> but, we, yeah, you're right. We don't know that for sure. Um, there's a British movie called The Zombie Diaries. I think, which I kind of liked, although not many people did. There's a scene in that, though, where um, uh, a zombie has been hung, uh, or at least a person was hung and then became a zombie while hanging there, and all that's left of this person is um, their head, but even, even most of that is gone, and so they're hanging there, and just sort of the top of their jaw, like their bottom jaw, is gone, Right. and so the top jaw is moving around and the nose moves a little bit and the eyes move um, which indicates that nothing is left except the brain is intact and it can still move its eyes and move its mouth and stuff like that awesome so yeah it was pretty awesome when I saw it for the first time that is pretty cool uh, next news item on the list oh I should say if you've got uh, any more thoughts on zombie rules obviously write in and or call in and let us know cardio is important <laughs> different <laughs> different set of rules right 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 <laughs> always double tap <laughs> Uh, Robert Kirkman will be at New York Comic Con, which is coming up uh, soon, October 8th, 9th, and 10th, or something like that. So there's a few different panels. Image Comics, The Writers, he'll be at, which is October 8th, 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. Uh, and then there will be a Walking Dead panel called AMC, The Walking Dead, on Sunday, October 10th, 2.15 to 3.45. That'll be exciting. If anybody's going to that, please let us know. We'd love a report. Drop us a line for sure. Apparently, they're going to show the first full scene or scenes uh, from the show. Yep. We expect maybe the first, like the opening scene with the car and where Rick gets shot, or maybe the hospital scene, things yep. like that. Um, there will be some merchandise available. Uh, the Walking Dead, the covers, hardcover book. So that's going to be out very soon. Uh, the Walking Dead Book 6 hardcover, Ooh. also exciting because that's coming out way sooner than it would normally if the TV show didn't exist. January or something, wouldn't it? Yeah, at least January, I think. Maybe even later because they tend they uh, tended to be late with those. There will be new Walking Dead t-shirts, um, a limited edition convention exclusive Walking Dead plush doll with Ooh. removable head. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that'll just be a zombie. A teddy bear. A zombie teddy bear. Yeah. Um, Walking Dead baseball and bucket hats, as well as buttons, T-shirts, and tote bags. So What's it sounds like there'll be lots of cool stuff. What's a bucket hat? Don't know. <laughs> oh, that's like those Kangol hats. I don't know what that, that have, is either. It's a, it's a hat with a brim all the way around. Like a fisherman's cap kind of thing, but okay. only cooler. Okay, because it'll have Walking Dead on it. Instead of fish hooks. That's correct. <laughs> there you go. And it's, they're usually fuzzy. 
So that's cool. I mean, New York Comic Con is a fair bit closer to us than San Diego. Still too far. But still too far, unfortunately, for this year. Maybe next. We had a listener in New York. We sure do. It's Jason McDonald who wrote the, who did the um, Walking Dead annotated Google Maps. So, yeah, yeah, Jason, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're there and you're going and you want to report back, that'd be super cool. Foreign correspondent. That's right. Our first foreign correspondent. Um, the Walking Dead podcast is another show dedicated to the the uh, TV series, and they recently interviewed Robert Kirkman. Um, I just had a chance to listen to the interview before I was coming in here, basically, on my way home from work. But uh, it's a good little interview, and I recommend everybody go and check it out. A couple of the things that were addressed were that Alan, Donna, and the twins are not in the show, at least for now. That makes sense. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. I they mean, were in the van, in the camper. But right. uh, I guess not yet. No, not yet. Maybe they'll show up later, or maybe they just uh, decided to leave them out in, and replace them with other new characters that they think maybe will uh, will work well on TV. <clears throat> Kirkman in the interview said that the zombie characters are not just... the Sorry, the new characters are not just zombie fodder, so we're going to get new plot lines with new characters, and he said we're going to love them. Uh, you know, we're going to come to know them and love them before they die. <laughs> <laughs> good. So there you go. They're not just red shirts. That's good to know. He also talks about how they're going to deal with... Uh, the aging of the kids, as well as sort of the violence and how it relates to the children. So won't get too much into any more of it, but if you're interested, head on over to thewalkingdeadpodcast.com and listen to their interview. Um, it was uh, nicely done. And finally in the news today, uh, something else quickly from the Walking Dead AMC Twitter account. And this I just noticed before we started recording. Somebody asked if the episodes will be available on iTunes, and they said that they will be. That's most excellent. That is most excellent. So if you are the kind of person that gets your TV content from iTunes, like I am, then uh, you'll be able to get The Walking Dead sometime overnight, I hope, on the uh, broadcast day. And uh, AMC doesn't have a, an HD version of the channel in Canada, I believe. They were supposed to uh, release it in the fall, but it hasn't come. Unless you know differently, Mr. Ferris. I, I do not. Um, so the iTunes content will probably be able to, they probably will have HD version available. Uh, Which you may not be interested in, but I am. Yeah, generally that's true. You can buy things like Mad Men in HD. And I do. Even though it's not broadcast in HD up here. That's right. Uh, is there an American AMC HD channel? Uh, this I do not know. There probably is. Uh, we'll have to turn this over to our foreign correspondent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, he can get back to us with the answer to that. That's right. Um, but nonetheless, if uh, if you're not the type of person to watch live TV or you can't for whatever reason, you aren't going to miss out. It will be available on iTunes and uh, who knows, maybe other online methods. Excellent. So that's good. Um, and that is also it for the news this week. We're just blowing through things here. Yep. Um, and speaking of blowing, we don't have a lot of listener feedback this week. It was a light, light week in that respect. So uh, we will hopefully get a little bit more next week that we can talk to and that we can talk about and respond to. So send in your, uh, your emails and uh, call us. Let us know what you're thinking. Totally. Stay tuned to the end of the show for all those contact information details. Um, however, 
iTunes, five-star reviews, Jason. We have some of those, I understand. We have a bunch. Now, uh, I'll start off with the one in the uh, the U.S. store. So this is by uh, S.J. Blythe on uh, October 1st. Uh, having been a longtime fan of the Walking Dead comic series, I was extremely excited when I heard about the AMC series in the works and began searching for a podcast that would fill me in on all the series news and information. After lift- listening to several other Walking Dead podcasts and finding them lacking, I found yours, and I must say you guys do a great job. Listening to your podcast is like sitting around a table with a couple of good friends and talking about the series. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you are a credit to all well-spoken podcasts everywhere. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much. Thank it's you, good to SJ hear. Blythe. All righty. Now, uh, on a whim, I checked some other stores. So I checked the Canadian store and the U.S. store. So I checked the U.K. store, and lo and behold, there's two five-star reviews in the U.K. store. Uh, both uh, One from August, one from September. So I haven't checked there before. But uh, now we have two of them. First one by Carl Timms. UK listener here. I was ecstatic when I found out AMC might be producing this show. I then submitted, or sorry, stumbled on the podcast looking for news about it. Episode two it was then, which is a long time ago. And then have been a subscriber since. I love these guys. They get straight to the point and it's always useful uh, info. No filler uh, or waffle like other Walking Dead podcasts I could name. Plus the show is professionally recorded and excellent sound quality. Uh, the banter is friendly and reminds me of two mates chatting in a pub about uh, a subject they are excited about. It's also worth noting that they very uh, they are very aware of spoilers, and so it's great listening even for folks who have never read the comic. Plus, they are very well-spoken. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. Once again, uh, aware of spoilers is interesting because we tend to be a little spoiler-heavy. But we're aware of that. I suppose we're aware of it. <laughs> That's right. We know what we're doing, and we do it anyway. All right. So we have another UK uh, five-star review from wow. Kid Loves UK. Look no further than these two guys. Out of the four Walking Dead podcasts, this is easily the best. No wandering off targets. Uh, uh, straight to the point with very little fat in the show. Uh, informative, polite, well-spoken. Smiley face. <laughs> also a good knowledge of the source material without venturing too far into. Not many spoilers either. Keep up the great work, guys. One of these days, we're going to have to do a show where we uh, can't think of anything to say and make up words as we go along and don't do the news and stray off into, I don't know, hockey discussion or something like that. We did talk about a video game for the first 10 minutes. True. Uh, All you people that say we stay on topic, we do appreciate that and we pride ourselves on staying on topic. Hopefully, today's episode doesn't change your mind. Well, now, to be fair, when we started talking about that video game, we stayed on topic. We only <laughs> talked about that video game. We didn't talk about Red Dead Redemption, which is a fantastic video game that everybody should play. That's true. Uh, uh, sorry, one more review, and this one from uh, Australia, oddly enough, uh, from uh, Big Tim Styles. Uh, good podcast, but they, but I really think you could be better spoken. Smiley face. Aww. <laughs> Thanks, Big Tim. Thank you, Big Tim, and everybody who wrote in with iTunes uh, five-star reviews. Uh, that is, of course, the best way for them, for Apple and iTunes to take notice and maybe feature us one day. That would be very exciting. Fantastic. Nothing, uh, you know, that's that's a great way to get new listeners, and that's what we want to do. So um, that's it. Short and sweet today. We will be back next week, and we're working on some big things coming up. It's going to be very exciting. One of those things, before we go is that we will be guesting, guest appearing, I guess, 
on guesting. Yeah, one of the other Walking Dead podcasts, and it's the Walking Dead cast hosted by Jason and Karen. We're going to be recording that about a week before the premiere of the show on Halloween, so it should come out, you know, that day or the next day. We will be talking about the show, obviously, uh, the top five things we're most looking forward to uh, on the program, and it should be just a good time. Uh, so stay tuned and uh, look for that if you uh, if you feel like it. Well, that would be great. That if will you, be Only great. if you feel like it, though. Well, you know. If you feel like it. You know, if, if you don't feel like <laughs> it, well, what can I tell you? You're missing out. Um <laughs> And then we're going to have uh, arranged some time to have them on this show too uh, after the after the premiere or sometime during the run of the uh, of the TV show. So that will be good. Um, their show and ours, as well as the Walking Dead TV podcast, are all part of the Walking Dead Podcast Network, which you can find out about at forumforgeeks.com. It's just a group of shows that uh, are all have a common common topic and and we like to share listeners and chat about each other's stuff and so on just see, these guys you know see how this well-spoken thing is broken down really breaking broken down. down oh man speak and talk hard yeah <laughs> see it, everything's just falling apart um so we should wrap things up uh if you would like to contact us you can do so at uh Talking Dead Podcast at gmail.com or go to talking uh, talkingdeadpodcast.com and post comments. Do you want to do the rest of this? Uh, yeah, you can call us at uh, 206-202-1568. Correct. Really? Yeah, that's right. Seriously. It is. Wow. I often mix up the first two, uh, the area code and the prefix, <laughs> but it's 206-202-1568. Wow. I can't believe I actually got that from memory. What's our Twitter account? Uh, Twitter.com slash Talking Dead. Facebook? Uh, Twitter.com, uh, sorry, <laughs> Facebook.com slash The Walking Dead. No, The Talking the Dead. The Talking Dead. <laughs> and and that's it. <laughs> Please <laughs> subscribe on iTunes, too. That's that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, anyhow, all righty. Before this completely falls apart, thanks, everybody, for listening, uh, and we'll be back next week with more news and hopefully Dave, because well, that would be good. He couldn't make it, and he always makes the show better. So. Yes, he does. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye.